chapter 5. We're going to be reading verse 22 to 24. And then if you have your Bibles, please make sure they, uh, that you keep them there as we're going to keep going back to it. Um, those of you who, um, if you don't have a Bible and you are a Christian, I'm hoping that um, I'm saying this with love. I hope you, you buy one. And if you need one, please come to me after the service. Me or Deacon John or Deacon Orly, we will give you a Bible. You need those Bibles because once Google removes those things online, right? Oh, no, Pastor. Things like that don't happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, so please, if you need a Bible, please let us know. We will give you one. We'll give you your own copy. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Have you guys noticed there's a lot more empty chairs tonight? <laughs> Father, we thank you for bringing all of us together tonight in this body of believers that you've given, uh, you've placed us to be a part of. We thank you for this church, Lord God. We thank you for this building. We thank you for our health. We thank you for bringing us here safe and sound, Lord God. We ask now, Father, that um, you continue to bless us and anoint us as we uh, now learn about your will, about your doctrine. Father, I pray for the souls of your people that are here in this, in this building. I pray for their, their hearts to be humble, their minds to be open. And Father, I pray for the lost souls that may be here. May this be the evening that they will surrender their, their life to you, to your Lordship. We thank you for the singers, Lord God, and the instrumentalists earlier that prepared our hearts as we sang and, and lift our voices to you. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy that is new every morning. Speak through me now, Lord God. Use my lips, use my voice. As, I, as they hear my voice, may they hear you, Father. May they hear you and may they submit to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Uh, one last announcement. Let's give a round of applause and a thank you to Sister uh, Loretta and Brother Larry Gumabo for the new updated backdraft. I think it's a fish. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Uh, um, anyway, thank you very much, Larry, Loretta. Marriage designed by God. I cannot come up with a clever, hip title, but here. It, we're going to be going through our mini-series in our series in the book of Ephesians. Our mini-series is going to be uh, Godly Family. So if you were thinking about, okay, what does God want from me? What does, how does, how should we, if you're married, you're asking, if you're a wife, how should I function in my marriage? And it's the same thing with the husband, same thing with the children, <laughs> same thing with the children, same thing in everybody. If you're part of a family, you will know how you should act. 
It's written down in the Bible. I've heard it from friends of mine before who said, you know, nobody really written, uh, wrote it down on how you should be married. And I, and I was an unbeliever at the time. I said, you know, you're right. Because we pick up how a husband should be from maybe our parents, right? From our family, from our environment. And if we don't have those figures, we don't know. And we're watching Hollywood movies and well, that's all we think and that's all we know. And if you're sitting here, if you're single and you're saying this is not for me, no, it could be for you because you could be a future husband, future wife, right? So this is good for you to know. The children, we will, we will get to the husbands next Sunday. No, not next Sunday. We're going to have a break next Sunday. But on the next, <laughs> come back on two Sundays from today, and then we will have it for the, the wives. But we go through the Bible because we believe in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Right? It's, God, it's God's spoken words. And then we believe that the God, our God that we believe in, that spoke through these words, through this book, that He loves us. Right? That he, and He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. We believe in that God. And then we're told, if we believe that the Bible, the spoken word that's written down is God's word, and that the plans are there for us, and it's for our good, what's our, what, what are we to do? We are to trust. We are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And do not rely on our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So, as we start this mini-series... I know last Sunday we, we gave one full Sunday on what submission is. And then it's really just me gathering strength because tonight it seems like I'm going to be jumping on the grenade because I'm going to be talking to the wives. But at the same time, I'm going to be talking to the husbands. <laughs> right? there's, there's, there's a lot of these things that we need to do. So if we need, we're, we're grabbing and we're getting everything from the Bible. Amen? Amen. It's not... I'm going to be saying some of my own opinion based on my experience. Inspired by the Lord. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's the three points tonight. God loves is equal. God's love is equal. And then the question, what is marriage? And then the, set, the thing, it will be wives submit. What is it not saying? And what it is saying. In Galatians 3, 26 to 28, it's the same thing as what we read in, in Ephesians 5, 5, 22. Galatians 3, 26 reads, For through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who were baptized in Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And then 1 Corinthians eleven twelve reads, For just as a woman came from man, so man comes through woman, and all things come from God. And then Genesis 1, 27 reads, So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. 
why am I reading this? This is not the same as Ephesians 5.22, sorry. But why am I reading this? Because submission is so intimidating, for, especially for our society now. Feminism is all over the place, right? It's my right. There's no way I'm going to have a man tell me what to do. I know better than him. I'm smarter than him. Right? And then, and, but, but then if, if we read what the Bible says here, wives submit to your husbands, and then we see that God tells us that there is equality in His love for both male and female, that there's male, the male or the husband is actually not superior to the woman. So if you have been using this verse to become a tyrant, if you're that husband that you say, hey, you know what, you do what I have to tell you because that's what the Bible says, there's no argument, you're wrong. You're reading that wrong. This verse has been misused tremendously. That has hurt a lot of Christian women. That has hurt a lot of Christian marriages. For the single people right now, the single boys, single men, I don't know what you guys want to call yourselves, single young adult guys. (laughs) This is not your power trip verse. It's wrong. You cannot use it that way. Because God loves the women that He created. Everything, all of us are viewed by Him in an equal, nobody's more superior than the other. Now, you know, we've been studying, we've been studying Ephesians, right? We've been here, what, 10 years now? Chapters 1 and 3 are the Christian doctrine, right? And then chapters 4, and, four to 6 is Christian duty. And, you know, Ephesians 5.21, we studied last week until Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9, is originally called the Ephesian Hostafel. 500 years ago, that's called, uh, Martin Luther called it the Ephesian Hostafel. Hostafel means house table. Here, the household table of duties covers three areas, wives and husbands. That's going to be from verses 22 to 33. Children and parents, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, and then slaves and masters, which is now it's employee, employer and employee, right? Uh, chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. Now tonight, we're going to study about the women, which is the, we're going to be studying the house, the hostel for the wife. Now, if you are thinking, if you're sitting, if you're, you're a husband and you're saying, Pastor Joe's wrong, you know, the Bible says it's, it's not equal. I'm more superior than my wife. We have to see God's love for the women. Look at John 4, 27. And upon this came his disciples and marveled when he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? And then in verse 9, the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. That, ver- that whole thing there, I'm, putting it, I'm pointing it out because Jesus was not supposed to be talking to women, much more Samaritans. In that whole society, that's how it went. So women, do not, be, do not doubt God's love for you in this verse of wives submit to your husbands because God loves you. That He will surpass any society barrier because of His love for you. 
This is not God making you inferior to your husband. And then look at John 8, 4. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. Remember that, that woman? Caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? So those people that was, were talking to Jesus, if you look at verse 3, those were scribes and Pharisees, men of, of respect, respected men in the town, right? They brought a woman caught in adultery and making her stand in the center. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, when they persisted in questioning him, he stood and said, the one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. Jesus loves the women that he created, right? Jesus died for the women as much as Jesus died for the men. So women, when you see this verse, I need you, you need to trust God. That God loves you. That when he says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. What's the point? Because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. You have to submit to your husband because your husband is called by God to lead the family. Now, husbands who do not care about God, that you have not read your Bible and you pray quick prayers, this is a big charge on you. This is a big charge on us. This should rattle you to the core. So young men, don't get married if you are not ready to lead your family to the Lord. And then last one, last example that God loves women and is God, um, God's love is equal. Remember when he resurrected? The first person that he appeared to was a woman. A woman at that time, their witness, their, their, their testimony has zero value. Zero value. Women at that time were looked at second-class citizens. But Jesus chose to appear to Mary Magdalene. Now, as, as the next thing is we're going to be tackling marriage. Because if we're talking about a wife, we're actually really talking about marriage too, right? So the Bible defines marriage as a covenant. So single people, marriage is not the wedding. The wedding is what you post on your Instagram and your Facebook and all your social media so you can show it off. Like, oh, look how pretty I was, how handsome my husband is, and look, the party that we threw. That's the wedding. That's the ceremony. But marriage is the covenant it, you make between each other, but more so to God. And, and the, the first one was in Genesis 2, 2, 2 to 24. Uh, when one man, Adam, and one woman, Eve, see, man and woman, united together to become one flesh. And it reads, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Another thing, if you are going to get married, you need to not be living with your parents. <laughs> well, because of many reasons, right? But it's number one, it's written down in the Bible. So if you can't live on your own, you're probably not ready to get married. You're probably not. Get, you're going to have two problems there. Men, you're going to have two problems there. If your mom is there, 
that's going to be a problem because there's only one queen at the house, right? Right? There's only one queen at the house. So you have to move out. In Malachi 2.14, marriage is described as, as is a holy covenant before God. In the Jewish custom, God's people signed a written agreement at the time of the marriage to seal the covenant. The marriage ceremony, therefore, is meant to be a public demonstration of a couple's commitment to a covenant relationship. It's not the ceremony that's important. It's a couple's covenant commitment before God and men. Amen? We've seen and we've read about Hollywood stars and how much, how expensive their wedding clothes were, right? The wedding gown was $2 million. The engagement ring, $5 million. Divorce three months after, right? It's not the lavish things. It's not how many people liked your post. It's not that. That's not what you're going for. It shouldn't be. That's your public declaration. Hey, I belong to her. She belongs to me. I love, we love God. We're making this commitment. Now, women in marriage. So those, those two topics that we're talking about, I'm going to give you some background here. Uh, women owe their liberation to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus gave honor to women in an era and cu culture in which women were not just sidelined, but non-existent. In the Greco-Roman culture, the role of women publicly did not exist. Men were autocratic and women were... Acquisate, what? Say it? I, say, I said it earlier. Somebody say it. No, no, no. So men were autocratic and women were... There you go. <laughs> women were excluded from Roman citizenship. Women were excluded from Roman citizenship and were considered to be on the same level as slaves, children, and criminals. In early Roman law, men had the right to sell their wives into slavery or to have them executed. Aren't you happy and blessed that you were born in this time, women? <laughs> Amen. That should that deserves a loud amen. Now, um, Cicero said, Our ancestors made it a rule that women, because of their weak in intellects, should have guardians to take care of them. Women didn't even have their own names. The firstborn daughter took the feminine version of their, her father's name. So if your dad's name was Juan, you're going to be Juana. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then any daughters who followed were literally numbered. You're, if you were the second daughter, you're segunda. <laughs> second. Marriage was purely contractual. Love was coincidental. It just happened. All right? It, when it was secondary. It's not important. And in the, in the Jewish culture, they actually had a better view of marriage, but still not, and women, but still not the same as, as what it is now. You're Theoretically, no nation had a higher ideal of marriage than Judaism, but a very low ideal of women in general. According to the school of thought led by rabbis Hillel and Akiba, a husband could divorce his wife for any reason at all. You're wearing the wrong shoes? Divorce. You snored too loud? Divorce. You cooked the adobo wrong way? Divorce. You're, gosh, imagine that. Men do not say amen. <laughs> a woman had absolutely no rights at all. 
least of all to divorce her husband unless he became a leper or an apostate or engaged in disgusting trade. Imagine. And then, and then you have Jesus loving the women that he came across with. And then God giving this command to Paul to write it down for us and say, Wives, submit to your husbands. Ask to the Lord. Ask to the Lord. Next point. Right? There you go. This, this is everything here. Wives, submit to your husbands. But there's, there's more to it. You cannot, if, you're, if your husband is just reading this to you and is not reading the whole thing, you're missing the whole point. You have to read the rest, okay? You have to read the rest. <laughs> wives, submit to your husbands. Ask to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior, speaking of Jesus, of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. No. The husband, again, the dictator, dictator husband is going to say, in everything, in everything, I get to tell you what to wear. I get to tell you what to watch, what not to watch. Right? I, I get to tell you those things. No, no. It's not in everything. It has to be in everything that is according to God's will. Okay? But I'll get to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But then here, if wives were to submit to their husbands, now we're going to be talking to the, the husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Uh, do we have the security ministry here? I think we need to bring them inside this, the, the auditorium. <laughs> to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle. See, see this charge, folks? Husbands. We have to love our wives just as Christ loved the church. And how is that? He gave His life for the church. So even men, even if you're tired from work and your wife says, give me a foot rub, guess what you're saying? You don't say, wives submit to your husband. You massage my feet. No, you're massaging that feet because that's the sacrificial love. <laughs> the husbands are like, oh, I'm going to jump Pastor Joe later. <laughs> so okay, you have to take me home later, okay? But there's, there's this, so let, let's talk about what it's not saying. What is it not saying? Wives, you are not to submit to your husband if they are telling you or leading you to fall into sin. Sin is anything. Again, let's be clear. You have to know the Bible for you to even know what sin is, Correct? You have, to, you have to love Jesus. You have to belong to Him for you to even understand what's written down in the Bible. So if you have a husband who's leading you into sin, you are not to follow him there. Example, don't go to church. Let's watch football. Stop praying. That's irritating me. Stop reading your Bible. You know what? You should come with me and get drunk with me instead of you going to that prayer meeting. Now, some have taken the in everything, right? The husbands have said, submit to your husbands in everything. No, not in everything. Because the full context is 
Submit your husbands as to the Lord, right? Now, everything that needs to be aligned with the Lord and the God's character and God's commands, it cannot be the opposite. Now, husbands, it is not saying that you are, we are to dominate, oppress, or bring our wives into a slavish obedience, like we're the mafia boss, right? Kiss the ring, girl, kiss the ring. Go get me a drink, right? <laughs> or like you're a drill sergeant, a marine drill sergeant, you're mouthing off? Is that what you're doing? Give me 20 right now. Give me 20. <laughs> you don't want to take the trash? What did you say? You don't want to take the trash? Give me 20 pull-ups, right? No, it's not that. It's not, it, that's not what it's saying. Is it clear? Amen. <laughs> now, the, there's a challenge part there. How about our brothers and sisters who are married to, the, to unbelievers? Right? Now, for tonight's topic, the wife that's married to a husband who's not a believer, is she supposed to submit to her husband? So I just told you that the wife is not to submit to their husband, whether they're Christians or not, or they claim they're Christians or not, if they're leading them into sin. So the answer there, if the unbelieving husband says, stop going to church, party with me instead, you are to say, no, I'm going to go to church. Because that's God's command and I want to praise and worship God. Right? Because in Colossians 3.18, it reads, Wives, submit your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. It has to be fitting in the Lord. Everything that's the, the whole character of God, all the commands of God. I, I know I use the drunk part because drinking is not the sin, right? It's the getting drunk, right? It's the getting drunk that's the sin. Church is important to a Christian because that's God's command. We are told to go to church and worship Him. We are not to stop meeting together. The fellowship, the prayer, the reading. Those are the things that we are to do. The husbands, husbands, you are to lead. How are you to lead your, 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 your family? You are to pray for them. Like Job, remember in Job, chapter 1 of Job, Job came out early in the morning praying to God, making sacrifices for his children and his wife and his whole family. He is interceding for his family. Husbands, we are to pray for our family. We are to pray for our wives, pray for our children. We can't just be making money, although that's part of our responsibility. But we have to lead the family to the Lord. Amen? We are to lead the family to the Lord. Now, most of us have used, us husbands, have used Ephesians 5.22 to do our other things, but not for the Lord. Let me give you an example. Bong got married, right? So... So when Bong got married, he, his dad spoke to him. His dad said, hey, Bong, you know, since now you're married, I have, I have something I want to tell you. When it comes to your wife, you have two choices if you come into an argument. He said, you either want to be right or you want to be happy. Choose happy. That's what Bong's dad said. Bong could not understand until his dad started crying. 
I wanted to be right the whole time. <laughs> and I'm so unhappy. <laughs> you got it? All right, good job. Good job. So Bong, Bong wanted to play golf. He got married, newly married. He grabbed his golf clubs, started going to his car. His wife said, what is that? Golf clubs are going to go play golf with the boys. Oh, you are. You really are. Go ahead, play golf. And then Bong goes, hey, 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 hey. Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your husbands. And then the wife goes, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at your dad's house. I guess you're sleeping there. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the whole point is this. We men, we have to see this verse as an urgency for us to lead them closer to the Lord. This is not a license for us to be dictators. This is not a license for us to, to, to manipulate things for our own selfish desires. This verse is a responsibility for us that we are to, to completely lead our family to the Lord, number one, with our wives. Because we are to love them. And how are we to love them? Sacrificial love. Now, for the unbelieving husband, or for the wife who has an unbelieving husband, this is what Peter said. This is what's written down there. Wives, follow the lead of your own husbands. Suppose some of them don't believe God's word. Then let them be one to Christ without words by seeing how their wives behave. Now, we claim, right? We claim, all of us Christians, right? Christians, we're all saved by grace, correct? Amen. We're saved by grace because why? Because we're sinners, Amen. So your wife is a sinner. Your husband is a sinner. Amen? Saved by grace if they're Christians. Now, if they're not Christians, they're a sinner still not saved. But you yourself are a sinner saved by grace. But you should have a heart for your unbelieving husband enough to submit to them so that you can bring them to the Lord by your attitude and your behavior. Not a nagging wife, right? You are to be loving and sub submissive to them. Now again, again, we've covered, right? You cannot submit to them if they're going to lead you away from the Lord. Because last, last Sunday's topic was, we all, everyone is to submit to the Lord first. Amen. We're all sub we are all subjected to that. God is our first love. God is our everything. Everything else follows after that. So our unbelieving, your unbelieving husband, your urgency is to bring them to the Lord through your life, through how you treat them and how you're submissive to them. Now it's come up where Somebody would ask, what if I'm better than my husband about certain things? Right? <laughs> like budgeting, you know? What if he's, he's leading me into bankruptcy? He doesn't know how to budget our money. He's making stupid investments. Right? 
And then I hear, you know, if he will only listen to me, he will be a great leader. <laughs> you know, submitting a wife that's submissive is actually encouraging the husband to lead. The husband will be discouraged to lead if the, the wife is not giving the rein. Amen? I mean, when we were trying to teach our children how to clean their rooms, I would, and Anna is the one that cleans their rooms, and I say, you cannot. Just, just let them clean their rooms. And then when they clean their room, Anna's like, oh, they didn't clean it the right way. And then I'll tell Anna, I go, at least they tried. It, you have to let them lead in cleaning in their life. Same thing with your husbands, wives. If you want them to lead you, you have to step down from that throne. You have to let them take the rein. No amens, but that's fine. It's okay. It's okay. That's fine. We can work with just eye to eye. It's okay. <laughs> you know, here, here, here's what it's saying. For a wife to submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. Right? And then the next, the other verse there is, as Christ submits to God the Father. There's, is, is Christ less than God the Father? No, they're equal. They're equal. But there's roles. Now, if you want a successful marriage, if you want a strong, godly family, you want your husband to be leading your family, including you. Not just your children. Praise God. It is God's command, God's design, God's plan. It's not your husband's idea. It's God's idea. That the wife submit to their husband because the husband is to lead the wife and the family. Husbands, you are given such a huge responsibility to lead your family first and foremost to the Lord. Wives, you have to let them lead. And again, don't say he will be a great leader if he listens to me. That's not the thing. So what, why is it important? Here's, here's um, the book I'm reading with this efficient study. Uh, one of them is, is R. Kent Hughes, efficient, uh, The Mystery of the Body of Christ. Many of the problems of the Christian marriages come from either an ignorance or a cavalier disregard for the spiritual teaching on the roles of men and women in the marriage. Many Christians have adopted the ego-centered canon of self-fulfillment as the ground for their union. Marriage is seen more as an alliance to promote personal growth than a lifelong commitment to mutual love and service. Thus, when difficulties arise, Christian men and women simply step out of the situation, much as one does from change of clothes. From a change of clothes. What is needed today is a clear understanding of and a return to the hostel of Scripture. There is nothing dehumanizing about the ordered equality of these domestic instructions, rather than rather they are key to marital elevation. Did you guys understand it? It's pretty simple, right? If we all play our roles as God has designed it, our marriage will work as God intended it to work. 
I know this is tough. This is tough because uh, for some odd reason, the match happens like this. A very reluctant husband to lead gets a wife who loves to lead. That reminds them of their mom. You're like, oh, I'll marry her because she reminds me of my mom. And my mom did everything for me. Right? Right? Sometimes that's the match. Or sometimes, right, the, the, the wife will just, I, I don't want to be bossed around, so I will boss. I will boss my husband around. Right? And it, the joke is this. When they would ask, when your girlfriend, boyfriend, right, the, 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 the girl loved the fact that the husband never had, just gave her the choices of where to eat, right? She goes, where do you want to eat, sweetheart? Oh, the husband's like, whatever you want to go, babe, whatever. Whatever you like, sushi, whatever, I eat anything. And then she tells her, all her friends, like, oh, you know, he's so sweet. He never, he never tells me where he wants to eat. He always asks me where I want. We always go where I want. Then they get married, right? Two months later, she complains to her friends, what's wrong? I go, I don't know. He can't make a decision. You know, I mean, I just ask him, where do you want to eat? And he goes, wherever you want to eat. What do you mean? Why is it always me? Well, it's always been like that since we've been dating. I, I want you to make a decision. You're a man. Make a decision. Okay, let's have sushi. I don't like sushi. <laughs> you should have known that. You, should, you know, I'm allergic to that, right? <laughs> should, should I, should I uh, honk the horn first? Commands. These are the commands. Husbands and wives, submit to one another in the fear of Jesus Christ. Verse 21, correct? Ephesians 5.21. That was last Sunday. And it's there. If you look in your Bible, it's on top. Second, second command. Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. The Lord commands you to submit to your husbands all that is according to God's will and character. Everything that's in line to that. It is a sin if you don't submit. Wives, it is a sin if you don't submit. It's not an option. You're sinning. And it is a sin if you allow yourself to fall into sin led by your husband. If he says, let's not go to church today, you have to submit to me. <laughs> you just sin. It's not his sin. It's his sin too and yours. Husband, you are sinning if you don't lead your family to the Lord. Husbands, you are Sinning if you're not leading your family to the Lord. If you're a reluctant and passive person and you're bringing it into your marriage, you are sinning. You are sinning. And if you're letting your wife lead, you are sinning. According to this verse, you are sinning. You are sinning if you're not loving to your wives, husbands. We are not to be tyrant. Me, Tarzan. You, Jane. You do what Tarzan says. <laughs> now, wives, don't you, won't you want to submit to a husband that loves Jesus? Right? But you are not to wait for them to fall in love with Jesus before you submit because that, that's a condition. I'll only submit to you if you have read the Bible from cover to cover. No, you submit to them. He says, your wives submit to your husbands, even if they don't believe in the Lord. That's what Peter said. So that you can bring them closer to the Lord. Because a submissive wife 
will bring out a leading husband, a husband who wants to lead. Now, husbands, do not take that lightly. Your leadership, our leadership, comes with a very, very expensive responsibility. The Lord holds us accountable for our wives, and we are to be loving. If we, and, and you know, Anna's here, and, and my children are here, and I'm not, I'm not always that loving. You know, my, my sister knows it, you know. And it's, I find it... <laughs> Can somebody, the security guard, take her out? <laughs> no, but I find it easier, an easier conversation with my wife if I'm more loving, if I do it in a more loving way. And I find it that she is more submissive if I'm doing it in a more loving way. Now, do I wish my wife would be more submissive if, even though I'm not loving in my own selfish way? Yes. Why? Because that's not our nature. Our nature is we just, what we say is what you do. That's it. I don't want to hear it. Right? But husbands, he says, God said here, husband, love, husbands, love your wives. Love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself to her. Now, Filipinos, right? Filipino men, we're just cavemen, right? Me boss, you know. You know boss, me boss. You do what I say. But it's, not, it's stupid. We grew up in that society, right? Now, we are Christians before we're Filipinos, amen? You are Christians before you're Americans, and God told us that we are to read His Word. We are to renew our minds. We are to renew our minds. We are not to submit to what the, uh, the world is telling us or to succumb to what the world is telling us. We are not to get stuck to what we grew up with, the, the, how your family was or your dad was or your mom was. You are not to get stuck with that. If it is not biblical, you are not to follow that. We are to follow everything that is written down in the Bible, which brings to the next point, are you reading your word? Are you studying your word? And are you willing to submit to the Lord? Again, the verse 18, remember when filled by the Holy Spirit? If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, this is not hard to do. This is not going to be difficult to do. If you're walking ever so closely with the Lord, even though, wives, you know that your husband is making a bad decision, this is what you're going to say. You know what, sweetheart? I know you're making a bad decision about this investment. But you know, the Bible tells me that I'm to submit to you. So I'm going to leave this between you and God. I'm going to let you make this decision for our family, and I'm going to leave that between you and Him. My, my, my hair behind my back is, is rising as I say it. Because... That's a big charge. Now, husbands, if you're doing it carelessly, okay, good. Buti nakinig ka sa akin. I'm glad you listened, finally. I'll do what I want. Guess what happens? God will discipline you. God has disciplined me more than many times that I can remember about something that Anna had tried to warn me with. Yeah, because, you know, I can be a tyrant. And she, most of the time, it's about investments. She'll say, oh, I don't know. I think there's too, you're being too aggressive for that. But you know, I'll leave that between you and God. And I'll say, okay, great, thank you. I'll do it. <laughs> and then I get burned. I'm like, oh, man, I should have listened to my wife. 
But wives, submit to your husbands. <laughs> husbands, love your wives. Now, why, why is it important that our marriage designed by God is lived out by Christians, by His people? Because it's a reflection of Him. Now, we're going to have another Sunday that really talks about marriage, okay? So I'm not leaving out any points, but this is just for tonight. Because in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 1, it reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. If you're married, the race that's marked out for you, other than, than living the life for the Lord and, and living it to the fullest, is you have to do your commitment to God and to your spouse. Wives, you are to submit to your husbands to the end. To the end. Even when it hurts. You have to let them lead. And then in Matthew 5, 13 to 16, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, how can a broken marriage do these things, this, glorify this, glorify God. How can your light be shining if your marriage is failing and your friends who are unbelievers are saying, <laughs> is that what your Christianity is doing for you? Is that what Jesus, your Jesus can't fix your marriage? I mean, because they're, they're watching you. They heard it and they remembered it. They just didn't show up here when you said, hey, come to church with me. They heard that. They'll remember that. And then they'll see your, you, and then they'll hear about your failing marriage because you can't stand your husband anymore. Right? And there's, what are they going? What are they going to say? We glorified God in our wedding, right? We we say, oh, I I chose my wife. She's the the flesh of my flesh, the bone of my bones. And then one argument, you know, one argument that that nobody can can compromise divorce. I divorce you. You think you're all that? I'm going to get rid of you. I have all these, these, these men waiting for me. I have all these women waiting for me. Right? You think, right? You know, the, 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 I, I know this is my material for the marriages, but you know the divorce rate for first marriages, is the divorce rate is 50% on your first marriage. And if you think you can do it better on your next marriage, is 65% that, that you, their chances of getting divorced. On your next and your third one, it's 75%. So the lesson of the story is you're not learning. <laughs> you're not learning your lesson. No, but for those of you who have been divorced, it, you have to, if there is hope for you, there is hope for you because if you follow what's written down, the commands of God, and you change your ways, then God will bless you. Amen? There has to be something wrong that you're not doing. 
And it could be because you're not submissive to your husband. Right? It could be that you are not loving to your wife. It could be that you don't love God more than you love your spouse. Now, in conclusion, if a wife rebels against her husband as a leader in their home, this is the truth, she is rebelling against God, which is a sin. Now, what seems to be the hardest word in a marriage can actually be the healthiest word in a marriage, according to Skip Isaac. That wives submit to your husbands could be difficult for any women to, to, to swallow and to take. But it's actually a blessing. If you follow it to how God has prescribed it, it will be your blessing in your marriage. Now, with a submissive attitude, even toward unwise leadership, a wife's willingness to submit to her husband can win him over to obedience or to salvation in Christ. Amen? Which is every Christian's desire. It should be our desire. It should be our hope. It should be our goal is to bring someone to Christ every day as much as we can help it. Amen? It could be our spouse, our children, our cousin, our uncle, our aunt, our neighbors, our co-workers, our boss, all of them. But wives, submit to your husbands because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message tonight. We thank you for the women that you've brought here in this church of yours, Lord God. I pray that they will um, accept your message wholeheartedly. I pray that you will give them the wisdom to make sense of your message. I pray that their hearts will be thoroughly in love with you first and foremost, and that they will be overflowing with your Holy Spirit, and they will not find it difficult to submit to their husbands, Lord God. I pray for the husbands, Lord God. I pray that their hearts will be in love with you and they will not find it difficult to be loving to their spouse, Lord God, to their wives. I pray, Father, for the marriages here. I pray for your protection from the attacks of the enemy. I pray, Father, that you restore any broken relationships, Lord God. I pray that you help my brothers and my sisters who are arguing, who are not talking to each other because of, of disagreements and... I pray, Father, that you will just um, anoint them and overflow in their lives, Lord God, so that they will see each other as your blessing for them. And I pray for the single people, Lord God, that are here. I know, Lord, that you have the best for them. I pray that they will be surrendered to your timing. I pray that they will be in love with you first and foremost, that with or without their perfect spouse, they will be in love with you regardless. Father, be with this church. Be with all of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.